Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post-game show with your hosts... Chris and Case. Hey, Heidi Ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 313. That's 313, you and me. This is the official 313 Detroit area code podcast. On the 13th of December. What more could you want? Uh, This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. We're doing it live. I'm your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend, one of my very, very best friends, Andy, also known as Sandman. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Oh, good. Good. I feel like Better this, than I thought I was going to be. I feel like this is a good enough game to get some slow lights. I'm, I, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but there's some good plays in there. There's some good stuff to look at. I'll, I'll do a Marvin sketch 20 times. Yeah, there you Extra go. slow. Zoom in on the toes. <laughs> I've got technology the NFL doesn't, apparently. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> Today's show, we're going to talk about the game, of course. We're going to have a little roundtable discussion, and we'll take your calls. we got a lot going on. Got a great show lined up. Sam, you ready to go, brother? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the old Patreon. It's a very special thanks to Dylan from where else but... Guam! There you go. Very course, our very first owner, Mathis. Brian B. from I Prevail, IPrevailBand.com. Don't forget about Mr. Burkheiser. All those folks and many, many more. The Riz, say Andy, me, Case, all the, all the cool kids really hang out in our massively cool Slack chat. The most intelligent Lions chat in the internet. The most intelligent beer chat in the internet. The most intelligent gambling chat in the internet. You got it all. It's it, There's so much more. It's all there. You just go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast if you donate as little as a dollar, but you can donate more. Don't be shy. Uh, you'll get access to that Slack chat, and it's, it's, it's worth it. I hear it continuously from everybody. The return on that investment is one of the best Lions investments they've made so far. Great place to hang out. So go on over there, and you support the show. Help us do what we do. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Check us out on Twitter, 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 Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. The very best place to see Andrew with no pants on. That's right. I mean, you could see him that way other ways, but you guys get a little closer. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube. Money. More than a dollar. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and youtube.com slash DLP clips. Detroit Lions podcast is where the big show happens. That's where you're seeing us right now. So check that out. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, all those things. Give us those five stars. We love those five stars. Thank you, everyone who has done that and is doing that. That means a lot. Remember, those are forever 
So uh, if you want to have some fun in the reviews, you can. We, we I read them. I laugh at some of you guys are, are, are some really creative mofos. <laughs> you got some good stuff out there. But <laughs> if you don't feel like giving us five stars, let us know. Hit us in the subreddit and let us know why. And we'll see if we can talk it down, talk you down and figure out how to get you that five star magic. All right. We're going to open up the, sh- the phones in about two minutes. It's 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And I don't know if you guys realize, but there was a football game this evening. You may have missed it because you're used to watching it at 1 o'clock, but you didn't miss it, did you, Andy? I'm normally napping, but I stayed awake for it today. <laughs> it's an alcohol-induced afternoon nap. <laughs> nope, no alcohol needed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I sleep the pain away yeah, from yeah. the 1 o'clock games. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I'll just, really quick, this game, this was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, nope. and, and all this, all this going on, I'll just say, the Lions have a little more to work with than than what I I thought they did. Um, they're not a complete dumpster fire on this roster as, as maybe we thought and saw before. Um, but the coaching that we had for so long was indeed a complete and utter dumpster fire. Whole yep. league cow. I saw it go by in the slack early in the game after the ROREA miss on uh, Devonte Adams. Um, it was oh, what they say uh, for a coach who stressed. Doing the fundamentals all the time. This team sure stinks at fundamentals. <laughs> that was that was just a terrible play. It was horrible. But let's see. We got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on in the chat. Um, let's see. Packers aren't good. Okay. No, yeah, I mean they've won ten games so far. The, yeah, they they may be tied as the best in the NFC because the Saints lost today. So. Yep. That could be. That, could that be means coming. they lead because they beat the Saints earlier this year. Yeah. I think, <laughs> Matt, I don't feel like giving the commentators five stars. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me don't subscribe to our channel. Don't subscribe to this channel. We want to keep an exclusive club. Okay. So don't subscribe. <laughs> um, yeah. No, the, the, we always get the, the commentators, the announcers that we get. Because yep. we're the Lions. Until we yep. until we earn it, we're not going to get better ones. Um, we're lucky to have Dan in uh, in the radio booth, and I always t- try to tell people whenever you can try to sync up the TV and the radio, and uh, roll with it that way. Uh, what do you think, uh, Andy? What what's your response to the, to what you saw out there in the field today? Is you it know, utter and total disgust? <laughs> we are who we thought we were. No, this defense is bad. We knew the defense was bad. I think. Really what this game showed me, last game and this game, showed me that, you know, we did the biggest part. We got rid of the cancer. We had it removed, but we're still going to deal with the after effects and, you know, some of the lingering symptoms of said cancer. And we're seeing that with the way that the defense is built and how that's going to transfer to any coach. You know, we, we got to see... um you know, our defense do some stuff that they never would have done under Patricia today. We saw a lot of single high safety. They they dared the Packers to throw it deep, and they didn't. They took nine minutes off the clock every single time they touched the ball, uh, except for that one time where mm. Awarie made a, a weird fundament, fundamental decision. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I think this, this team is who we thought they were for the most part, but it's good to see the fire come back out yeah. for Daryl Bevel. You know, we saw the offense do their best today. Obviously, Stafford got hurt. 
Um, you know, and you're never going to score every single time you get the football. And when you play against the Packers and they take this much time off the clock and you only get to touch the ball six times total, I think, uh, you know, that's rough. That's yeah. really rough. And to, you know, get within distance on a game like this kind of shows that the team is still trying to play and still still trying to win. Yeah. Packers coach Matt LaFleur in the uh, chat with the super chat. Thank you, Matt, very much. Uh, I feel like a course of farts would have been better than those commentators. Uh, you, you really should have been practicing or paying attention to coaching that game, but evidently you could take the day off against the Lions. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, no, they were bad. They were absolutely bad. And uh, it's just, it is what we, it's, it's what we wind up with. I'm not as, as frustrated by that. The whole thing, I'll tell you where one thing would have really hurt. If Killebrew would have gotten that, uh, um, this is a whole series of uh, impossible events. Killebrew yep. gets ruled as inbounds. Uh, I do think that one foot might have been out. That his first foot, the second one was in, but I think the first one might have been out on the one. And the football may have even touched out of bounds. They didn't really talk about that on the replay, but it looked close. Like the football may have, its last bounce may have touched the edge. Yeah. So, yep. you know, and that's one of those things that who gets onside kicks? You know, I think we can be excited that we got that close that, you know, Braden had a plan that was good enough to get us that close. Yeah. That uh, yeah. one foot step one way, one, you know, who knows? And then but special teams is always fantastic. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so let's just say you succeed there. Then you put Chase Daniel on the field and he gets you down and gets you the seven. You tie up somehow you went right. Okay. okay a series of impossibilities, right? Next week, Matthew Stafford's out, <laughs> right? How heartbreaking would that be to be right, like <laughs> truly in the hunt? And and the guy that you need uh, to to play these games and win these games against teams like um, Tennessee and Tampa Bay is out hurt. I'm worried that he's he might be out for a long time. That was the most frustrating play to me because he had initiated the slide. He had just gotten into the slide, and they were allowed to accordion him without any kind of call on that. And that's that's a little frustrating to me. It's, you know, and and that's one of those things where a bunch of people on Twitter were talking about how. If we hit Rodgers like that, that's a 15-yard penalty yeah. or half the distance to the goal in that situation all day, every day. Ejection, um, fines, <laughs> murder yeah, threats. Fines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he dove at him from behind knowing he was going to slide. NFL players know better than that, but, you know, you take your hit on the quarterback when you can. It's just unfortunate that, you know, Stafford probably has a couple broken ribs. Just the way he was bent. Ribs aren't. You know, I'm sure that they all popped off and are free floating around in his tummy right now. They're not, you doing don't God them, knows though. what. You don't need them. When you're throwing off a football, it's all arm. It's all arm. There's no other. <laughs> when you're Stafford, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, true. just do it like out the side. Do it out the side door, buddy. You'll be good to go. <laughs> we saw you score a touchdown with your shoulder out of the socket. Come on. We can, yeah. we can at least play yeah. with a little rib injury. Yeah. You know, but that was just one call of many that were real weird in this game. And I hate blaming refs for wins and losses sometimes it's warranted most of the time it's not mm -hmm. but boy oh boy they were all over the place today they were they're all wrong <laughs> right i mean you you, you figure it, you flip a coin a hundred times you're gonna wind up 51 49 50 50 with heads tails right we flipped it every time it came up you know tails 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 over and over and over and mm -hmm. it's just like huh that was that yeah. was that was tough and and you're right uh, hey, I hope I got that right. I'm sorry. Um, if that was really catch, Stafford wouldn't have been hurt because we yep. we wouldn't have been in that position. You're absolutely right, and um, it's extremely yep. frustrating. But there's um, a couple 
times this game. You know, the Marvin Jones catch, that's really crazy to me. I would love to I, – I hope the NFL comes out and says something about that because it's very clearly a catch. Yeah. It's not even that close. They have a good angle on it. You can see his feet hit the ground. What they called is, is crazy to me. And also, on the, the third down play that led to the field goal, uh, the 58-yard field goal, uh, Rodgers threw it out of bounds from the pocket with no wide receivers in the area. Should have been intentional grounding. Should have been a 15-yard loss. Didn't call it. Yep. Yep. You know, gave him a 58-yarder. And that's, you know, we were down there to score. You know, if if, yeah. if we it's a whole different ball game. It's, it's a, whole a whole different, different ball, ball game. game. We lost by seven. That would have been seven right there, and a lot more time on the clock. Back at you in Vegas, there, Abe. Much much love to you. Stay stay <laughs> safe. Stay cool. But the line's <laughs> covered. So yeah, yeah. No, they absolutely did, <laughs> and and they hit the under too, which I didn't mm-hmm. expect. I expected this to be an over game. Um, the Lions did. They got more than one three and out, and that's what I thought they'd need in this game is to to minimize minimize that to it. Only one three and out on offense and they'd have a chance because I knew it was going to be score score. I didn't know the drives. It was going to be a ball control kind of drive (laughs) over and over and over. Um, But we needed, we needed, we needed one more drive put together. Just one more man. And we could have done that. That's, that's really something. But by the same token, Aaron Rodgers gets riled up. If, If you think we're comeback machines, you put Aaron Rodgers in a position like that and watch him throw because he's, and he will. He will, right? He's he's one heck of a quarterback, so oh well. Uh all right, I missed a call. Let's uh got the phone lines open at two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four if you want to ring us up. Or you can also use Skype if that's your preferred calling method. That's um Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. That's who we are. Detroit Lions Podcast. You can do that and give us a ring and we'll uh we'll get you on the air. Got a caller right here. Hey caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, D from Battle Creek. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Good, I'm good. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. What you been up to? Oh, nothing much, man. I've been working my butt off six days a week lately, so I've been kind of watching the game and the show at work yeah. every week. I'm with you. Yeah. I was working today from, it was, I mean, I'm working from home, but I was working nine till the end of the Tampa game. <laughs> I ran down to watch the Lions. It was like, man, this is, I got one more week though. And then I get some time off and I'm yeah, going yeah. to be exhausted yeah, when it comes. <laughs> Good for you, brother. So what do you got? What'd you see today? Uh, man, I don't know, but uh, I'm really not upset about the, the loss. I mean, at this point, I'm just, I'm glad we played, uh, played a good game. I mean, it was a good game to me. I thought, I mean, it, had its ups and downs, but I think that in the two games that I've seen Bevel as a head coach, that I, I just think he's a much better coach than Patricia. And if we had had him from the start, I think things would look a lot different right now. That guy is a pretty good coach. You know, you you, you <laughs> you're serving me up a plate of crow inadvertently and i'm gonna eat it right now (laughs) (laughs) i was i was like i don't think firing the coach earlier is gonna help and here we are actually in a playoff hunt up until today and just so you guys know i i think we're done now (laughs) but uh here we were in a actually in the hunt today and that indianapolis game i think we could have won with this coaching. I think that uh, Houston game, we could have won with this coaching. And that puts us in, in, not just in the hunt, but in the wild card spot because we beat Arizona. I mean, we would be sitting there. So 
Num, num, num. <laughs> there's, there's my crow. Oh, God, I, I, mean, I was wrong. It's, am, it's amazing to no, see I'm what there. a coach that the players like can do. When the players are happy, when they're yeah. excited to come practice, when they're excited to come to work, when work isn't a tedious thing, you know, it makes a huge difference. And, you know, I'm not saying that Bevel is game planning perfectly or has awesome anything at this point, but it shows what a, just a normal coach can do with a team of guys and how big of a detriment Matt Patricia really was. I think, you know, on a scale of one, one to 100, 100 being a Super Bowl winning team, Matt Patricia is a negative 15 negative 20 on your team and just having him there, you know, it's, uh, it, it sure seems like that. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel bad that I, I, told, I, I said this, uh, a few, probably a month or so ago, I told you guys, like, I, I wouldn't even want Bill to take over because he wasn't doing very good at the, at the coordinator position. But I, I think, I think Patricia was holding that guy back yeah. to doing what he wanted him to do. Yeah. Oh, I got someone else to settle up to the decisions. plate of crow with me. <laughs> That's great. I, I picked the right guy. <laughs> but no, I mean, in-game decisions, man, his aggressiveness, I, I just love it, man. It's, it's refreshing. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Not going into the half with timeouts. <laughs> hey, you're saving those for the second half. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how many we've got in the bank now, buddy? Ooh, we're going to be we're gonna making withdrawals any day now. <laughs> oh man all right hey brother well, yeah i gotta get back in here to work man yep, we're gonna yeah, get rocking yeah, too go. all right thanks man be uh, good later, man all right all right d all thanks man have a good night you too all right let's see we got another caller here let's see if the, the thing worked it, it didn't grab it all right call call back uh, i really want to quick there's because there's a lot of talk of it in the uh in the uh, chat i just want to see uh how does everybody else feel <laughs> got the referees going on we got dean blandino we've got the background there for sam and blandino said that was a catch there you go right there and yet what happens they rule it as not a catch and um this wasn't even in green bay they brought green bay's refs to ford field maybe they thought they could get away with it because no one was there to see they didn't feel they didn't feel the danger of an angry crowd i i can't explain it man but that there there is just something some aliens <laughs> there's something causing a problem with green bay detroit and the referees i don't know what it is this is this is absolutely nuts yeah i right. mean it's it's every game but it's you know it feels worse than it is probably but that's what happens when you're a lions fan yeah yeah there you go all right um caller what's uh what's your name how much are you had to drink so far uh this is john down in north carolina and i'm trying to not drink because I'm trying to undo all the COVID liver damage that I've <laughs> suffered this year. Oh, <laughs> Normally man. I'm pretty drunk when I call in, so this is a new experience. <laughs> and it's later. I mean, this, this is like drunk 30 right now. That's what I, I figured we'd get a lot of people that had had like the first game. They got a little bit of pregame going on, and, and then here we were, right, at 8 o'clock at night on Sunday. So what do you think? Yeah, I'd probably be incapacitated to call in normally. <laughs> it was a good game, though. It was a good game to watch, right? I mean, um, well, I, I'm not. I don't have any complaints. Well, I mean, I want. I said it, I wanted to win really bad, but I don't have any actual complaints. And for serving up crow for damn Chris, I did point out that I wanted to call you out for all your Quinn can't draft episode you did because honestly, I'm kind of. I my reaction was more like maybe it's just Patricia can't coach mm-hmm. because. 
I mean, everybody said there was such a talent discrepancy between us and Green Bay. Plus, we're super injured, and here it was a close game. So, how many of these guys are actually bad picks versus how actually bad of a coach was Patricia in using guys wrong and not developing them? Right. Yeah, I mean, look at Tanya and how he's 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 knocking it out of the park as a uh, tight end and that, that former Detroit Lion. <laughs> you know, it's it's. So I, I, oh, go ahead, Carr. I was just going to say, so you know, I mean, yeah, I I do think that we don't have all the talent in the world, and you definitely can see what the coaching change, what a difference it makes. But also, maybe we aren't as untalented as we thought. Maybe it's just these guys have been so poorly coached for a couple of years that a new coach can come in and work a little more, have a little more to work with than we previously thought Bob Quinn gave us, I guess is my point. Right? Does that make sense? Well, you know, I think... Out, outside a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. Outside, yeah. I think, uh, I think really what it comes down to is there's a reason they were both fired at the same time. And that's because... Quinn and Patricia were married at the hip once they started making these crazy draft choices like Tavai and, you know, Hawkinson's been really good this year, but like there's an argument to be made that one of the last things this team needs is a tight end like that. He's Um, a number one receiver still. Yeah. Well, (laughs) 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 that's one of those things, but maybe we need a receiver. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, like bringing in guys that Patricia wanted on defense, uh, slow linebackers, uh, slower safeties, um, you know, former Patriot guys over potentially other guys that maybe would work better in a more standard defense. I think that there's going to be a harder turnaround than, than we hope for, but it's probably not going to be as bad as we thought it was. You know, we still have a little bit of talent, but it's, it's hard to see right, right now. We're, we're going to have to see so what the coach actually what does. I'm, yeah, I remember I think the last time I called and I yelled at you to drink some Kool-Aid. And I mean, micro there because damn Sam, if you weren't right about <laughs> everything and I was wrong. But again, let's be honest, if Patricia had worked out, that would have been the better situation. It was a shame that he did it because now we're, you know, having to tear down and build up again. And I agree that Quinn had to go with Patricia. Like they got, you know, that was his pick. And that, that that's you know, the anchor I was like, sunk him. I just was kind of saying that, you know, we can go through all of Quinn's picks and be like, this guy's a, you know, bus, 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 but maybe they're not so much bus is that the coaching is just that bad. And everyone looks bad when you play for a coach you hate and you get a new coach in next year. Some of these guys that maybe weren't looking so hot all of a sudden are actual NFL players. And we, we aren't rebuilding for three years. We are, you know, we're able to, to come back swinging earlier, I guess is hopefully the silver lining I'm looking for. We'll, we'll see because this draft is going to be rough because we only have six picks and six picks. And people are talking, to... we need a quarterback on top of that. You can't really quarterback with six picks nope. and, uh, and also build a team, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah, well, hey. that's my, that's my, uh, that's my feedback from the Quinn can't draft episode, which uh, I mean, I'm not absolving Quinn by any means, you know, he had to go. I agree, but uh, I'm just hoping that I'm hoping that maybe it's not as, sad as it looked and we come out with a little light of the tunnel when we get some uh some competent coaching going so I all think right you had some hits uh, uh, he, thanks he, for calling in yeah yeah yes. thanks guys take care i think he had some hits along the way um i just still think he had more bust than he had hits and if we're talking about guys that are playing and still playing we were, he had like that three 33 hit rate that's just not good enough. That's not good enough at all. You can't. You can't do that. So, it is what it is. All right, we got a caller. Caller, what's your name? And how much have you had to drink? 
Hey, it's uh, Jeff here, and uh, I'm in. I'm actually uh, in the military down here in Alabama, celebrating my Army Black Knights beating Navy. Um, so I haven't had anything. To do. I'm gonna be up. Uh, I'm gonna be up tomorrow or, or early tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So what you got? What'd you see? What'd you? How'd that game hit you? Well, the the game. I mean, I really like Sandman said. I really hate being the guy that complains about the refs. I mean, we all know how rough the the officiating is whenever the Lions play the Packers. But my my thoughts went more towards the future, kind of like in the last call. Um, so like an, you know, like another solid game for for Bevel at head coaching and. You know, save for a few like that that defensive holding call on uh, Oriarie or however you say his last name that went uh, <laughs> thank that, you that, that extended the 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 drive that put the Packers up twenty one fourteen that we we still haven't seen any footage of that call by the way I haven't seen any at least um, you know if that call isn't made then that that the whole game has changed and you know you got but we've we've went deeper in, uh, deep enough into that but. In terms of the full rebuild, I don't think we need a full tear it down rebuild. I really don't. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know, younger people forget. You guys mentioned this last week, but younger people tend to forget what it's like to not have a QB. Yeah. Uh, from 2000, from 2000 to 2008, we had people like Charlie Batch, uh, Joey Harrington, Jeff Garcia. You know, those are all guys that I remember playing as quarterback mm-hmm. and watching Stafford play night and day. But on offense, I mean, we had key pieces to succeed. You know, if we if we retain them, I mean, we Stafford, Galladay, and Marvin Jones, which I think we should bring all of them back on some type. Well, uh, I think we should keep Stafford and bring back Galladay and Jones. But then all under contract, we have Swift, Decker, Wagnow, Hawkinson, Jackson on the line. I think Agnew's a really dangerous weapon. Um, in two games, Matt Nelson has looked really good at right tackles, save for the sack he gave up and the holding that he gave up mm-hmm. at the end there. Yeah, um, with a training camp and, he, yeah. and like practice, this he actually might yeah, be absolutely. really good. Great tackle. <laughs> I think we could. I think we, if he continues to develop, I think we may have the right tackle of the future, which it really means we only need to go find a guard, and we might have that in Crosby anyway if we can just move him over. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we all know we all know the defense is trash. I mean, we all know what's going to happen there. But but here's where here's where I'll kind of flip the switch. If we keep the offense intact. And this year we draft a quarterback like Zach Wilson out of BYU, who I really like. Um, and we keep a, we keep Stafford. So we learn to under Stafford and learns this offense for a year. And we keep Bevel, which I think is where we're leaning towards. Um, you know, we keep all of that intact. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got a really good system that's staying intact over the course of a, a year or two. Meanwhile, we're using that offense that maybe could potentially put up 30 to 40 a game. Um, you know, we use that to maybe try and cover for the defense while we fix the defense. That's kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree. And I'll tell you, there's something that's, it just started rattling around my mind today. And and I know these numbers and I, and I just, they didn't hit me like they did today. Sometimes, you know, you have this kind of revelation situation and Mr. Raru, I'm going to get you, get to you in a second, man. I just want to say thanks before I do. Um, but when they said Aaron Rodgers is 37, right? I was like, that's five years older than Matthew Stafford. He's got a full rebuild and maybe two in him still. Because <laughs> Aaron is playing quarterback for what right now is either the best or tied for the best team in the NFC. And he's looking great. There's nothing to say Matthew Stafford can't do that. I mean, I think the one thing to say Matthew Stafford can't do that is Kelly Stafford. But I think if, he, if he can get past that hurdle, I think he'll be all set. I agree. And, I, you know, in that... 
that actually leads me to another point I, I had during the games. I can't wait for Rogers to retire. I really can't. No. <laughs> I'm so sick. You're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I agree that this team doesn't need a full overhaul on the offense. I'm just really nervous about what kind of defensive overhaul we're going to have. Because we can see a guy yeah. like John Penasini looking good today and looking yeah. good all season. Yep. But he's like a true nose tackle. And if we go to a attacking front like Robert Sala would bring here, does he really have mm-hmm. a place on this team? And now we're pushing a guy that's decent to good out the door just because he doesn't fit. And I feel like we're going to have a bunch of guys like that that just plain old don't fit. And we're going to have a year or two of journeyman guys because we don't have the capital to really build this roster fast enough for like a full rebuild. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see if we can even get an average defense games like this are winnable with an average defense. Yeah. Almost all the games oh, that we lost this year are winnable with an average defense. And I'm going to tell you one of the things I think that's going to be the most important period of time for the lions this year is free agency because we've got a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of room to play around. Yep. In the in the uh, in the cap, and, and while these guys are expensive, they very well could become a bridge until uh, we get our uh, draft picks back and start p- putting the you know the young talent in place. If we're paying those guys and getting our talent from the draft, we may be in a in a decent spot to make key acquisitions and key upgrades along the way to make yep. this rebuild happen relatively quick quickly. Because you know, going back to the point we made earlier. This was this was a fun game to watch. This was this was fun football, and they very well could have won that game, right? We can talk about some bad calls. We can talk about things going one way or the other. But this is a game the Lions actually could have won today, and with a couple of key pieces, all of a sudden, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe that rebuild starts a little sooner. It's a little quicker, and it's not quite as much of a dumpster fire as we thought it was going to be. We're not going to have a high draft pick next year, and I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna wind up with a high draft pick. Unless things really, really go bad, and that's you know this 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 GM and this coach pick are going to be huge. They're going to be massive. Well, well, and I'll kind of I'll kind of I've been on for a little minute here, so I'll kind of close with this: is you know it, it really it really makes the decision the way Bevel has, closed, has coached these last two games. If he if if big if but if he continues to keep the team looking like this, it's going to make that decision and really really difficult for uh, Sheila and Rod, which is already really, con- now I, I know, I think his name's Disker. I think, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I know he's involved in the, in the process, but you know, it, like I said, if Bevel keeps coaching like this, you know, the, the decision to be made by Sheila and Rod is already in, is already as paramount as it is, has gotten that much harder. Do you really want to bring in a new guy who's kind of unproven in Robert Sala or, you know, Brian Dable or whoever they choose to bring in, or do you want to keep somebody who's just coached five games and had the team looking really good if they continue to look good? You know, it's a really, really important decision. But, hey, I think I appreciate you guys for taking the call and everything, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens going down the road. All right. Thanks for the call, call Yeah. You know, I I think hiring a coach is like hiring anything else. I think it was Apple or Microsoft did a huge research study that showed that barring – your position being super, super condensed, hiring anybody is a crapshoot. Doesn't matter what it is. Hiring a CEO is crapshoot. Hiring uh, a cart guy is a crapshoot. You just, you know, they can have a fantastic interview and, you know, crap the bed. And it's 
I'll, luck of the draw sometimes. I'll tell you, hiring me is not a crapshoot. Just hint, hint <laughs> out there. You can see that I work very hard. Uh, okay, a couple of things. I have to hit too Mr. expensive. <laughs> well, that's that's the hard part. Um, <laughs> Mr. Rarutu, I want to thank you very much for that super chat. Um, despite the, and, and he nails it. Despite the loss, this game was fun to watch. I'm happy it was even watchable. T- uh, even a watchable game, and against the NFC's best team, I'll proudly be able to wear my Lions gear this week for sure for 100%. They, they did a great job and it was commendable against such a tough team to lose only by a touchdown and really really be in it till the end there. That's great. Chase Daniel is doesn't doesn't play, you know, Matthew Stafford doesn't get hurt. It's a three-point game, right? It's just a three-point yep. game. So that's yeah, great points, Mr. Rodrigo. Also got to say hey to uh Joe B, keep bevel please for the love of God. He'll leave if we don't make him the head coach. And that's possible, but that's possible. We have to see what the bigger plan is. I, I, I like Bevel. I like what he's do- doing, and I like how he has the team. But uh, we just have to see how everything else plays out and comes together. Hey, Scott, how you doing? I know your name because I saw it on the thing. <laughs> how much have you had to drink today? <laughs> hey, not, I, today? Today was good enough that I, I wasn't drinking. Okay. Uh, usually with the Lions, you start drinking because the game's so bad. But they actually, today wasn't bad. The question I have for you guys that you haven't really gone into uh, is what if Bevel, well, he's probably going to do well for the rest of the season because the team wants to play for him. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if they hire him before they hire the GM? And then you go and you say to a GM, by the way, we've hired your coach and you can't get rid of the quarterback. Yeah, who the hell is going to come here and be the GM? It's a problem. It can be. I what, God, I wish I would knew where I saw this. And if you guys know in the chat, I mentioned it one other time. Um, someone very smart and respectable, and I don't remember who, had an article, and they said, you know, I don't get it when they the GM wants to have their guy. If you've got a good guy in place, that's what you want. You want a good guy or gal. Um, just to say you want your guy is is a tough move. It's and it's a it's a real opportunity. Like we we saw it with Bob Quinn. He got his guy, and guess what? Mm-hmm. His guy sucked. His guy screwed the team up. Um, his guy wasn't what this this team needed, and and put this team in a really really bad spot. Um. You do limit what you get when you don't give a GM freedom to pick a coach and a quarterback in the beginning. But if they also understand that they're there to enforce that coach and that quarterback's um, success, if they don't succeed, then it's time to move on. That's on that GM and that GM gets to make that decision. If they feel like they have the decision in some ways, it's kind of nice to walk into a package that's working. Right. And you can end to also be able to say, well, I didn't pick this. And you know, however many years they're here, that's that many extra years you've got on your contract that you'll keep working after they're gone and you you hire your guy, right? So in, in a weird kind of converse way, there may be a benefit and it just takes the right kind of GM with the right kind of mindset to be able to step into that role and be successful. Sam, you can tell me I'm not so you wouldn't be the first. I mean, th- it would be the exact same scenario that we had when we hired Bob Quinn, like to, to a T. We had Caldwell already. He was coming off of a, a good year, hired Quinn. Quinn really couldn't do anything with that. And, you know, I think there's something to be said about GMs hiring coaches. I also think that there's good GMs that do a really good job personnel-wise that do a horrible job hiring coaches. Who was the um, the Browns GM that basically built the team that they have now and then uh, got fired because he hired he- Freddie Kitchens? You know, <laughs> you know, there's stuff like that, right? Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. he he built the team fine, but the guy he hired to to 
do stuff with his team was awful. And like I said uh, during the last call, I think hiring anybody's kind of a crapshoot. I would prefer to have a GM in place that would at least have some input on the coach. Maybe he's not the sole person making the hire like Quinn seemingly had with Patricia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, I would like to have a little bit of input by the GM. That way we don't have, you know, backstage drama causing more problems than the Lions already have. Yeah, no. And, and you know, one other thing about keeping uh, Bevel, and I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we shouldn't either. I just, I'm just kind of, we're in the spot where we're evaluating. When you hire someone and you know it's a crapshoot, when you have someone in hand who's already in your organization and you know how they work and how successful they'll be, they, or they, they've shown success, you have a better chance of finding success with that person than hiring somebody off the street. So that may very well give Daryl Bevel a leg up on this. Um, we'll just keep an eye. We'll just keep an eye on it and we'll see how things how things play out. There's a lot still to talk about with this and a lot still to play itself out. But the way this team played against the Green Bay Packers, I think is a definite. I think Daryl Bevel has two positives in uh, in his belt, notches in his belt or whatever on his resume after these two games. Because this game, it, it, it was a good game and they were in it throughout to the very, very end. So, Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, going back to Mr. Raru's uh, comment. Um, this team is coming back in a way that I wasn't sure that it was ever going to come back. When we talked about how Patricia touched me in my fandom <laughs> and hurt me <laughs> in my no-no place. <laughs> he, you know, games like this bring back hope, right? Because even in losses, the Lions look fun. The Lions seem to be having players that are playing hard. We can't say that that happened under Patricia. And while I agree with other people that say there's no such thing as a moral victory, wins, 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 um, at some point we need to realize that this team isn't that good still and that if we can watch football and have fun while watching football, we should be okay with that until the team gets good, even if it takes 65 years. My biggest problem with <laughs> with, with this looking fun already this year is that you are now going to be on board for season tickets next year, and I'm not going to have you as a post game co-host. We're going to figure out a way to get you like a headset and a, and a like like they do with the the um oh, what are those called those GoPros with a little oh, stick yeah. sticking out of your chest showing your face as you're walking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll do man. the I'll do the live uh, on field analysis. I'll just the gate there you go <laughs> all right hey uh scott thanks a lot man got a bunch of calls banging in we're gonna we're gonna get rolling but thanks for the call man i always get cut off i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a little extra next time okay <laughs> oh man he, he hung up on me all right uh kevin thank you so much for the super chat hire people who work with work well with others damn it and i i agree 100 percent. that's 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 like the key tenet. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Hire people who work with Alex. Damn it! Yeah, I agree on it. Hey, caller, what's your name? And uh, do you mind if you uh, just turn down the volume in the background? Yep, yep. I just, uh, I just walked away. <laughs> Sorry about that. No problem, brother. How you doing? And uh, what's your name? How much you had to do? Good. My name's Killian. Uh, maybe half a bottle of Jack in. I don't know. Oh, all right, all right. Man, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> Yeah, listen, okay, so here's my thing about uh, Matt Patricia. He was just such an arrogant jerk mm-hmm. to, to keep it family-friendly. Like, he was just so arrogant. I don't I don't think any Detroit team will ever, like in any sport, play well under that kind of thing. 
So like when he left, I was so happy about it. And, uh, I think that's just, I mean, I, just, I don't have a lot of football knowledge. I'm a fan. I like, I like watching the team, but mm-hmm. I think just the difference in seeing, seeing a coach that's not arrogant and just like can rally the team and make it happen. It just mm-hmm. makes me happy to see the high point of Matt Patricia's career was the fastball that made it halfway from the mound to the plate of the, of the challenge flag that I loved that, that yeah. passion and, and like that he couldn't quite do it. And I mean, the whole thing together, it was, it was both comedic uh-huh. and fun and you could cheer for it, but it was all down the mountain. Like it was a steep slope down from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's what I got to say. I don't, I don't have much else. So I'll jump off, but yeah, I just, it's just been fun to watch the past couple of days. You, just like listening to you guys say, like even when they lose, it's fun to watch. I think for me, it's fun right now just because it's like we don't got this arrogant jerk like leading the charge. We've got we've got a team that likes to come together. Just as a Detroit boy, where like growing up, my favorite team was the Pistons in 08, 09, when yeah. they won all that stuff. Yep. Like it's just been awesome. So thanks, fellas. Yeah. Like listen. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate the call. I, I, and I, we met I, the nicest people doing this. Go ahead. Do. Sorry. Go ahead. We do. No. <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, coaches like that can work in the NFL, but you have to win. Yeah. Bill yeah. Belichick is kind of an arrogant asshole. I, you know, he has moments behind the scenes where players say like, oh, that's when I turn, you know, my thought around on, you know, Bill Belichick. But he's a, he's a jerk, you know, and he expects a lot out of his players at all times. And he'll, he'll bench people and he would rail on Tom Brady, you know, during team meetings. But he won. And his teams respected him for that. When you don't have respect and you're also a hard ass and you're hard to work for, you know, you're a one man show with nobody backing you. You know, it's it's literally impossible. And we're seeing we're seeing finally what a team looks like when they are out from underneath a rock like that. And this is the paradox of, of Matt Patricia, because we met him. And he was a great guy. He was really nice, right? We and like we talked about it this last senior bowl when they were there. He had turned it around. He was doing good. He was funny. He was engaging. He was all those things. And it's like, where does that that switch flip? And and the other part of it is is uh, he did it with you know him and Rothstein have have their things and. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one lie for now. Uh, but <laughs> the the whole thing. Um, with with him and the in in the players, I just don't understand why you do that. And I think the biggest part of Matt Patricia, besides uh, he's a jerk, he's a whatever. I I I think the the key piece is that he was inauthentic. He wasn't mm-hmm. himself, and he was trying to be something. He was a little bit of the imposter thing going on, and because of that. He didn't have, as you said, the respect. No one believed what he was. He was trying to please too many people instead of just being himself. And he thought that tough guy thing was part of what you had to do because he'd worked so long with Belichick. And that's that's what he thought he had to do and and how he had to act and, and be. And I think that's where it was because, like, you know, Sam, man, he was a great guy when we talked to him. He was a really, really nice, generous kind of fella. Yeah. I think even outside of just him being a jerk – you know, things started coming out now that Bevel's our head coach about not having fun, not running one-on-one, you know, drills, uh, keeping everything boring. You know, uh, that all adds up, man. You know, if, if you go to work in a cubicle in a building with no windows and uh, dim lights, you know, you don't want to be there too long. That's what it's like here, man. My boss is <laughs> the, guy, the guy looking at me all the time here. Um, hey, caller, what's your name? Uh, how much you had to drink? It's Joe B, and I've had 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> Are we doing uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what, what do you got for us, Joe? Besides a hangover. <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. We'll be all right. Hey, Lions need to keep Bevel in order to keep Stafford. Stafford is not that bad of a quarterback, and I promise you, if you guys are on the on top of the hill, looking downhill, Lions need to keep Stafford. Bottom, bottom line. He is the future, and he... Whoever comes in next, I, I, I mean, I hope that it's, I hope that it's better, but Stafford needs to stay. He needs to be given an opportunity to lead this team to a championship because I cannot watch him go to another team and win the Super Bowl. That will be the death of me. That will be the death me, of a lot of people. You. Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. It's going to happen. I'm I'm starting to to fall away from the idea that Stafford's going to be gone next year. Same. Mostly because all these NFL people are coming out talking about how much they adore Stafford, how he's been given a bad rap. Steve Young just came out this past week and talked about how nobody would win in Stafford's shoes with this team the way that it's been built. He's never had any help outside of Calvin Johnson. Uh, you know, and it's just been a disaster for him. Um, I think that most NFL, NFL people and anybody that we're going to bring in here probably feels similarly. And when you feel that way about a quarterback that you have, that's under contract, that's, you know, towards the end of his career, but definitely not done with his career. It's hard to throw that away, especially when you probably won't get as much value out of him as you would need to, to really rebuild the team. And especially if we're not picking top five, if we're picking eight or nine or 10, are we going to get a good quarterback this year? Eh, no. Is it worthwhile doing that when we have 11 holes on defense? You know, it's, it's, it's rough. I, I'm watched, not sure. I, I watched Zach Wilson, Wilson play last night against San Diego State. Dude is not that good. Yeah. No. I yeah, he got the one. But that defense on, on San Diego State is horrible. I am from San Diego, so unfortunately I had to watch it. <laughs> because the buddies that were over but Zach Wilson is not the answer uh, last thought Sam man what do you think about keeping Bevel as head coach you think he, do you think that we can make it work I think if, if they interview him and they like him and he beats out other good candidates yeah, I, you know I don't know if I would hate it the team seems to be playing hard for the guy uh, he seems to be well liked he already understands this team he's already been in the room with all these players, I think he knows what he thinks Matt Patricia did wrong and what he needs to fix. Uh, I think if you keep a guy like Bevel, you have a better shot at keeping guy like guys like Combs and a few other guys like that. Freely, Freely, Freely. Yep. I, mean, I don't. You know, Nelson, it's hard for me to say right now. I gotta say, a big part of Nelson's success. Oh, I don't want to put Nelson's abilities on somebody else, but I'll just tell you, a part of Nelson's success is Hank Freely. For him to be mm-hmm. able to step in uh, so far down and without the reps and without really any playing time and, and kind of take that role in that right tackle position and do so well. Uh, two weeks in a row now, uh, th- th- there's a serious piece of coaching associated with that. Hey, Joe, we're going to go. We got another yeah, call coming, I'll, brother. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Take right. care. Thanks, brother. All right. Come on. There we go. Hey.
Caller, what's your name? How much have you had Hello. to drink so far? I've had nothing to drink. I'm sorry. I am a Lions <laughs> fan from 1954. Holy Ooh, moly. I've watched... <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm so happy to be on your show. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. I mean, glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. I'm happy you're here. Someone from 1954. Do you remember the last yeah. championship? Yes. Oh. Yes, I do. What did it feel like? Uh, <laughs> tell me. Tell me what well, it like. it's, it's good, I'll tell you. But <laughs> I love Stafford. I'll tell you, if we get rid of Stafford, it'll be a bad thing. But we need to work on the line. Yeah. The, yep. the defensive line, the offensive line. I, I fit the six picks we got between each of them <laughs> i don't know like, you know i you know what i'm feeling like the offensive line is i don't want to say is good enough yeah because it never yeah. is good enough but i feel like and i'm just gonna say that for right now it's good enough i really think we yeah. need some wide receivers defensive yeah. line yeah. and linebackers oh. and, and and if we could get those things between free agency and the draft I feel like this team could yeah. actually make a little bit of a run. I think we could see a playoff win. After today against, again, right now, the best team yeah. in the NFC, we didn't play. We were in it. We were in it. We've got some, right. some pieces here. We could do this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what what's bad is I'm from Florida, Spring Hill, Florida. But the thing is, I'm from Greenville, Michigan, you know, right. and I watched the Lions, you know, but hey, I'll tell you, I'll still watch him the rest of the deal. But I like Bevel and I like Stafford. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not. You're not alone. And tonight. I thank you for letting me not be on your show. I, I tell you. No, I'm absolutely happy. I'm really happy to have you. And and Spring Hill, you're not too very far away from where I am. We're we're probably oh, yeah. thirty minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! But no, I'm in Florida though. Yeah. Yeah. So am I. Oh yeah! Oh, are you okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. I moved wow. here from California about three years ago, but yeah, we're we're not too that. What maybe we're talking about? Maybe trying to see. It depends on how how the plague goes, but maybe see if we can get some yeah. people together around the Super Bowl since it's down here. And, right. Uh, would love if we yeah. do something and things work out for the better. I would love. I will buy you a drink. I would love to have you come out with us. <laughs> oh, thank you. But uh, like I said, I I hope I can. I I, I did have a stroke. I will just tell you that. No. Oh. Um, but hey, I'm I'm a Lions fan, you know. Hey, don't matter. No, and 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 let's face it, so, they probably were a contributing factor <laughs> somewhere yeah. along the line. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right, my man. Well, thank you so well, much. Thank for you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. You know, and and he brings up a good point that uh, you know. With the defense, it's not just finding one guy at each level that we need. You know, we need to find a couple defensive linemen. We need to find a couple linebackers. But I 100% agree that, you know, it's really hard to win against Aaron Rodgers when you get zero pressure at all. When he can hop around back there for five, six seconds and wait for a guy to get open, which they're going to get open, you know, it's a rough go of it. But, you know, Griffin, Okwara, they've looked okay. But we really don't have any interior pass rush at all. And I'm sure that whoever comes in next is going to have to overhaul that position uh, pretty heavily. That and wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Those are going to be big ones. All right. uh, Let's see. we got another caller. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink so far? 
Hey, this is Kenyon. Um, Kenyon! I don't know, seven, <laughs> seven or eight, but I'm feeling pretty sober at this point, kind of sipping throughout the day, had a couple onion rings, you know. Oh, the onion rings always <laughs> Calmed it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you got for us, Kenyon? I, and Kenyon's in the Slack chat. He, he, tell me, let me quick, really quick, Kenyon. What do you think? Am I lying when I talk about how good the, uh, the Slack chat is? Oh, not at all, man. I am loving the Slack chat. Uh, I joined it right before the first game. And, uh, yeah, I come from out of market, you know, grew up in Nebraska, moved to Kansas City. I'm the only Lions fan that I know. <laughs> and it is, it's just a blast to kind of get in a community that likes the Lions and is also football intelligent. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us today? Other than the third quarter time of possession for the Packers being 13-39 and the Lions 121, what, what else yeah. is there? <laughs> you know, for the most part, um, I just got a couple things. Uh, for the one caller who called in saying that uh, he was in the Army, I want to thank him for his service, but also say how unfair it is that that Army-Navy game was played on land yet again. <laughs> um, so... I don't know what's going on there, but uh, <laughs> uh, in, in terms of in terms of this week, you know, honestly, this is one of the very few losses that I can remember to the Packers since I've been a fan that I'm okay with it. Um, I can hang my head high on on this loss. I feel like we fought to the end. We put up a good fight. Um, I never felt like we we gave up. You know, even I thought it was stupid at halftime. The announcers on third down were like, "Yeah, just run it and run out the clock." And Bevel was like, "No, fuck that. I'm I'm throwing it deep." <laughs> um, so definitely a change from the Patricia ball that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought Stafford played well, all things considered. You know, he took a couple sacks. Some of them were his fault. Some of them weren't. I don't think. You know, last week I thought Nelson was pretty good. This week I I think he showed that he has a little bit to improve on still. Uh, but yeah, I I totally agree. You know, give us a couple more pieces on defense. You know, maybe maybe get us a bona fide safety and even just like one middle linebacker. And I, I think we could maybe turn it around a little bit um, and maybe next year hit that wild card spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a real deal. Um, I, 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 I am. It's usually after the wins that we get super pumped up. And um, I just, <laughs> It's not like that right now, right? We had the loss. We just lost to the Packers, to our our, our bitter rivals and, and enemies. And I feel good about this team. I feel like they could actually do something. I don't know why. Oh, absolutely. What's wrong with me? The, my only my only concern moving forward is how bad are Stafford's ribs <laughs> after that hit. And everybody's talking about how that should have been flagged, but there was a holding that was half a distance to that goal to the yep. goal on that play anyway so like morally there should have been a flag there but practically it doesn't really matter uh <laughs> but i don't i don't feel like the refs really cost us the game on this one i'll i'll say that uh i thought killer brew or whoever recovered it was was in bounds on it but i doubt chase daniel could have got us a touchdown there in a minute right. and a half or whatever it was yep. so <laughs> i don't i don't think they cost us uh it could have been a little bit better but Overall, I, I think we put up a, a pretty good performance. So um, I think at this point, if you're a head coach coming in, 
you got to look at Stafford. And as long as he's healthy and wants to keep playing, which I think he's, I honestly think personally that he's going to want to keep playing regardless. I got to think you want to roll with him um, as long as the health, you know, meets that standard. But yep. uh, he's looking pretty good so far. I, I just think that it's going to really come down to Kelly and what the new regime looks like. And I think that's why I think he's going to have a say in this whole process, whether he does, he's part of the interview, whether he gets a vote, like a full vote in who they hire, he is going to be part of that. And I think that's the hook because frankly, he has no reason. Why wouldn't, I mean, if you were him, you got what? $170 billion in your bank account, right? You just, the interest alone is, is, is funding everything you do, uh, including your private jets. Um, why play again? Right. And, and, and yeah, when you're a professional player, the, the, that field, the crowd, there's a, there's a draw to it, but, but, but for him also, I mean, it's all about competitiveness for him. He is, Mm -hmm. he's just the, the ultimate competitor. And I feel like it's going to take him believing that he can compete with the team and the, the people around him for him to play. He may play as his, he's also the kind of guy who's, who's a straight shooter. So he just may play his contract out. Right. But even if he doesn't, I mean, if he pull, it doesn't, he's not losing much to leave early. He's got all his money up front, right? It's now is the cheap years. He's, he's giving away the years were cheap. So I just, I just feel like, um, he, he's got to be part of it. He's going to be part of the say here, which means I think Bevel has a, has a toe in the water here in some capacity. I really do. I don't know if it's coach. I don't know if it's offensive coordinator. I don't know how it all plays out or works, but I think that's the case. Now, I'm going to just, because um, I'd like to present both sides. He had a say in keeping Jim Bob Cooter, right? He was the one that stood behind JBC as, as the guy. And we know how that turned out and et cetera, et cetera, and things of that nature. Yep. Yeah. I, I think in terms of, of whether or not he stays, uh, you know, obviously none of us know just how good or bad he feels physically. Uh, the, the one thing that I keep coming back to him, for myself is when Isaac Nada or uh, not Isaac Nada, sorry, Haloti Nada. <laughs> um, <laughs> when when he tweeted a couple years ago, like how it hurt to pick up his kids after a football game, yeah. right? Uh, if Stafford if Stafford's like that, I am fully on board with him hanging up hanging up the towel, throwing it in, and, and, and calling it a day. But you know, if he's still feeling good physically. I think he's the kind of guy who's going to want to keep playing. And he said multiple times, and I don't think he has shown any reason that I think he's being dishonest here that he wants to do that in Detroit. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that, you know, if, if they give him another shot at it, uh, I think he's going to want to stay. And in terms of Bevel coming back, it's tough. You know, I, I like what I've seen from him as a play caller here these last couple of weeks, but from just going from an interim head coach, back to an offensive coordinator, obviously there's going to be a little bit of a, of a power struggle there with a head coach coming in, or at least a potential power struggle with the players and all that. So I understand if a, if a new coach doesn't want that balance or situation, uh, that's kind of a, a tough spot to be in. So I don't know, maybe I'm honestly, I'm good keeping him or, or ditching him. I don't think he's going to be, long-term the best choice of a head coach moving forward i think he'd be fine but probably no better than caldwell so uh, i don't see the i don't see the upside of keeping him i suppose and that's that's really what 
the Fords or the Hemp's and you know the Lions as a whole need to decide is if Stafford is in your long-term plans, you need to get somebody in here that is going to get the most out of Stafford and is going to get it done quickly enough that you know it occurs during Stafford's tenure here. So if that's in our three years, four years, whatever it is, they need to find the guy that they think can do that. And, you know, you hire a, a new head coach, you know, once again, it's kind of a crapshoot. Does he bring in a guy that's never been an offensive coordinator? Is he going to be over his head or, or is he going to be the next, you know, big thing at offensive coordinator? Who knows? But that's why all this is kind of a, a crazy choice right now, because I don't think the Lions are in like a clear cut. Like, oh, this is the guy we want, and whatever happens, we're going to be fine. We've they they have to. There's a lot of outside things that are going to affect who they hire and why they hire them, yeah. including Stafford. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. it sounds like Sheila and Rod have a have a big headache on their hands that can only be solved by going to dbd.detroitlionspodcast.com <laughs> and getting that that Delta Eight chill line. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you read my mind. I was getting right there to, 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 to that, and boy, you, t- you took it. That's right. With that back pain, how is he going to do it? We're going to take up a collection. We're going to send some CBD to Detroit Lions podcast.com over Matthew Stafford's way to keep him on the, on the field for another, uh, another 10 years, at least I'm certain of it. Oh yeah. So the Delta eight stuff. I'm telling you guys, this is the stuff that makes you feel something. I'm just going to tell you a message I got. I'm not even kidding. This is a PM in, uh, on Twitter. Hey man, this Delta 1000 CBD is too much. LOL. I have a hard time waking up. Want it? It knocks my wife out too. <laughs> I told him take half a bit, half a bit. He goes, "No, I take four or nothing." <laughs> it's a funny funny exchange. But no, four or bust. That CBD, I'm telling you, is great stuff. It, it's the the Delta 8 is the stuff that if you're looking for a little bit of a sensation, we'll say, um that's the way to go, that chill line. If you're looking just for the anxiety pain, or the um, uh, insomnia. That's it. Anxiety, pain, insomnia, or the insomnia fix. That's just get the normal stuff, and and you'll be good to go. I've been all about the gummies. They're good. the The cream is awesome for spot pain for muscles. It works wonders. Uh, also got a lot of great feedback on that. Uh, good stuff. CBD Detroit Lions Podcast dot uh, com. They do give us a little kickback. It's uh, it's good stuff. You get an instruction book that tells you all about the different stuff. I mean, it's packaged wonderfully. It's 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 a really class operation. I'm glad that they work with us uh, so well. Uh, so check them out. CBD Detroit Lions Podcast dot com. There. I went a whole hour before I did any shilling. You guys got to give me a little bit of credit. <laughs> very good i mean i was, good, I was the transition. one who brought that up I so, <laughs> so i think we gotta give you lots of credit <laughs> i'm just sitting here on my cbd forgetting to do my commercials <laughs> <laughs> that's how good delta eight is all right hey brother we're gonna let you go all right <laughs> thanks for calling. yeah no worries man you're good all right thanks dude be good oh man the only lions fan in kansas city i believe it too <laughs> All right, let's see. What a hard place to be a Lions fan. Yeah. <laughs> Especially right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, we got another one coming in. You guys are bringing the call. You're bringing the heat this week. All right, uh, caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink? Hey, guys. This is uh, George from Australia, from Melbourne. So it's, hey. all, it's almost one o'clock here, so I haven't had anything to drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one for you. Me too. <laughs> so now, did you did you watch the That's game? Right, just in between meetings. <laughs> did you get? Oh uh, yeah, I did. I did. Oh, I did watch it in the background. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I thought they did. I thought they did pretty well. At least played with a bit of energy and uh, just a lot different to the to the previous regime. It's 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 at, at least there's effort out there. Yeah, yeah. No, this is you know we keep saying it, but I don't know. There's another way to put it. It was a fun game. It's I don't really remember so much what fun football is like. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it, it's it's a kind of a long time ago since I've really had it, and I don't know if this is. Um, you know, false hope, false excitement, um, just a, a rebound bounce back relationship with, with Daryl Bevel, but it sure feels good. It sure feels good to see football. I've not been this happy in a loss in a hundred years, much less yep. some of the wins we've had. This is, this has been good. This has been therapeutic. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you think about some of those kind of line ball calls and, you know, um, Marvin's catch, not getting called, or even the um, the onside kick not getting called. If that was any other game, we'd there'd, there'd be uproar right now. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. God, Sam, you're so good with the backgrounds. <laughs> you just you just kill it. Both toes right there. Oh, he's yeah. even got he's even got the landing skid marks like you get off a plane when the tires hit. A little smoke. <laughs> yep, there, there's just as much evidence of him getting both feet in as Hines Ward in the Super Bowl. Oh. And they gave that one away. Yeah, yeah. But so, George, yeah. what's it, what's, the, what's it like there right now? Like temperature wise? Uh, yeah, it's probably. Well, I'm going to say 30 degrees. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. It's like I'm going to have to guess around around 80, 90. Yeah, yeah. it's getting, getting pretty high up there. Um, See, they even use up to, upside down measurements yeah, down there. I can't complain. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So, so how that's do you right. guys? I mean, now help me out here. Do you stand on the ceiling or do you build the houses upside down? I think we build them upside down, effectively. Okay, okay. got it, got it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, such a, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I really am. Sometimes I get the dumbest stuff. Um, okay, George. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for calling, brother. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, keep thank rolling you. here. We're getting. Uh, Getting a couple calls, they're trying to squeeze in, and but really appreciate you calling, listening, and uh, and watching the Lions, man. It's it's always good to hear the guys, Guam, Australia, wherever you are. <laughs> if you're not around here, it's pretty interesting yeah. to me. I'm, I'm I'm really enthralled with you guys' story and and what got you what what got you involved. Yeah, and thanks to you guys. Like it's um it's like the last caller said, it's really good to have intelligent um intelligent lines chat because <laughs> yeah, there's not many supporters here, and the few we have, um yeah, we've got a we've got a good little chat. But um yeah, it's great it's great to be able to hear you guys. So thanks for all your work. I think he's talking. Oh, thanks you for saying. calling in, man. <laughs> all right, thanks, George. <laughs> I really do. I really do think that you know if if we had a poll for Lions fans. Like how much funner the last two games have been than the last, you know, twenty eight games previously. Right, right. You know, I think this is, and and here's the thing: like they they won the one game and it was exciting, and we but we've seen games like that before, and we lost this game, but somehow it feels different. And I don't know if it is that much different. You know, I think it, it's more like just a weight off everybody's shoulders and. I think that you know really does mean something yeah. <laughs> to the to us fans. Yep. yep, I think more people got touched in their fandom than they want to admit. Oh well, <laughs> you know it's always hard 
once it happened, <laughs> right? You don't want to, you know, it is always hard. Chris. Uh, always. Not, I wasn't even going there. It's hard to tell your story. Um, <laughs> it's not your fault, fans. It's not your fault. You didn't ask for this. Um, let's see really quick. Uh, Kevin, Patricia neutered my quarterback and I'm sad. Um, I, I'm, I'm angry today that it was, um, not that he started a slide and that didn't get called when he got injured. At least, give me, at least give me some some a yellow flag to feel like we something came of that. That was just him straight getting injured with a with a BS shot. I was I was really frustrated like with that. And I know he's a runner at that point, but he's still a quarterback. And when he slides, he's he's free. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, we got a lot. Brandon, you're, you're going crazy, man. I don't know which one. I, I remember Tanya being on the Lions uh, when Ebron was the number one pick. Ebron still has more drops than he does. This is the one. How about that final special teams play with both kicker, both kickers in the line trying to fool the Packers defense? Another wrinkle of Coombs trying something nobody's ever seen. That was great. That was absolutely great. I love that. I will say also the flea flicker. I love I, I love a flea flicker. I love that we do it relatively often. Not I won't say relatively often, but often more often than we ever had. Um, that's I guess the one thing that. Um, what's his knuckles? Uh, Patricia brought to the <laughs> to the team, um, but that that special teams play both kickers. It was like what? Oh, this is interesting, right? And then when they mm-hmm. when they called the timeout to say, "Hey, what's going on here?" and and he gave the guy who I didn't see who it was that kicked it. Uh, if it was Fox, but he kicked yeah, it, it and then he wasn't even the guy that was going to kick the ball in the first place. Oh, it was great, great deception. I love Coombs. I really, really do. Um, and that's the one thing that I absolutely want, no matter who becomes the coach, I want this team to hang on to Hank Fraley and Braden Coombs, whatever it takes. Those guys are superstars and going to be superstars in this league, and you just want to hold on to them as long as you can. You, you absolutely do. All right. Um, do we have more, or do we feel like we've got it covered there, Sam? Man? You know, I was kind of hoping that we would get some Stafford news about what's uh, going on with him, but uh, I don't think we're going to hear anything, or at least I haven't seen anything yet. So, you know, I, I think we have to be, we have to be hopeful that uh, we get to see some more Stafford play. I hope this wasn't the last play of Stafford's Detroit career. I guess we'll find out later, but uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, oh, I think we, say, we, we that. about covered it all. Oh, oh you hurt me. You just touched <laughs> me in my fandom when you said that. <laughs> Holy cow, that wasn't his last play as a lion. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. <sighs> all right. Well, okay. With that, we'll call it a show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And and really, thank you all for, for listening to the show. I really appreciate all of you folks and, and the kind words along the way. It really does mean a lot and helps keep us uh, cranked up and, and, and happy doing this. But uh, you folks are the, are the absolute best listening to us and uh, spending time and interacting. It's it's a ton of fun. And uh, without you guys, it'd be it'd just be a sad day of us talking to ourselves in the basement. Yet here we are having fun with all of you guys. So, all right. Remember, the show needs your involvement. And we mean it. Not just the phone calls and not just all the great stuff that you guys keep doing. But we want your comments in the subreddit. Give us the feedback. What do you like about the show? What don't you like? Help us make it the best show it can possibly be. It's your show, too. This is a community show. You own this. So, so take ownership and do something about it. Uh, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Don't forget, as little as a dollar a month donation there will get you access to the Slack chat, the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. It is a great, great place to hang out. And, George... As little as an Australian dollar will get you access. Just think about that. It's a heck of a way to go. 
Uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Oh, check us out on Amazon, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. <laughs> it's that holiday season. Oh, shoot. It didn't do it. It goes like this. It's the holiday season and my balls need squeezing. That's the signal to talk about amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. <laughs> that and the big sign behind Sandman on the video. <laughs> oh, man. it's it, You still have time. Head on over to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com to get all your Amazon goods and services. And don't forget about your Lions gear and any other sports gear, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. It's the very best place to see Salmon. With no pants on. All right. Jesse, I get five stars when the mustache goes bye-bye, you know? <laughs> Just shave half of it, Chris. We'll get two and a half. That's good enough. <laughs> two and a half stars is pretty good. I'm... I'm, I'm it was a Movember thing, and I don't know. It, it bothers my wife so much that I keep it. <laughs> it's the whole story. That's the whole story. I don't even. All men understand. All men understand that. <laughs> I don't even Sometimes really like it. Sometimes you just got to bother the wife. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, all right. Call us on Skype Detroit Lions podcast on Word or on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. And go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop it in your ears automatically. Where else? would you want it thank you for tuning in we're going to see you next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs no problems baby because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.